You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 186. Today, I'm speaking with New York Times bestselling author Christy Whitman on the seven universal laws of abundance. So stay tuned. I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, good morning or afternoon or evening, whatever time it is in the world while you're listening to this episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am your host. My name is James Wedmore, and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I've got a very special treat for you. You may be familiar with Christy Whitman. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's got a few books, and she just released, she's actually releasing it right now. The book is called Quantum Success. Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. And I had the fortunate opportunity to sit down and chat with Christy herself. And hey, what do you know? We recorded it. (laughs) And here it is. We're going to be playing it for you here today on the podcast. Now, it's a doozy. It's a long one because we go down the rabbit hole a bit. And Christy and I talk about and explore the seven different universal laws, laws such as, you know, law of attraction and how to understand energy and manifesting and attracting and allowing and how this really applies in our lives. We discuss different topics about integrating both the masculine and the feminine in your life, how you can have action and allowing. We discuss the conversation of is having tons of money, being super rich, Is that spiritual or does that go against being spiritual? And Christy will show you how we begin not just to learn these seven laws, but how we can begin to apply them into our lives. So if you don't know Christy, she's a New York Times bestselling author. She's a transformational leader and she's appeared on the Today Show, The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, Seventeen, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, and many others. She's the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, a 12-month law of attraction coaching certification program, and she's helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminar, speeches, and coaching sessions and products. Christy's message has been able to reach over 125,000 people each and every month, and her work has been promoted by and featured with esteemed offers and luminaries such as Marianne Williamson, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Brian Tracy, Neil Donald Walsh, Abraham Hicks, and Louise Hayes. And now, James Wedmore. <laughs> so I'm so excited to introduce you to Christy and this amazing interview and discussion that we have. So without further ado, let's roll that tape. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the one and only Christy Whitman. Christy, how you doing? Oh, James, I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very happy as well. I'm very excited. I have so many questions I want to ask you. And, you know, ultimately, my intention is just to have you know, one of those like deep down the rabbit hole conversations with you and, uh, and see where it goes. I'm really excited because you've got a brand new book out. Can you share the title really quick and and a little bit about what it's about? 
Absolutely. I like to think of it as like the secret or the law of attraction for your career, but it's called quantum success, seven essential laws for a thriving, joyful, and prosperous relationship with work and money. So no matter if you're an entrepreneur, if you're looking for a job, whatever aspect of your career, this book is going to help you really get clear on what you want and then be able to create it. I love that. And and if you could, in a nutshell, how will you best describe in the most woo-woo of terms possible what you do, <laughs> what you do and how you work with clients for them to get quantum results in their life? Well, you know, I work with both the metaphysical and the physical part of the being. So the totality of who we are, because, you know, we are physical beings, right? And we need to take action in the physical world, which I consider the momentum that we need to take. But we're also metaphysical. We're energy. Everything in this universe is energy. So you could be taking action all day long. If your attitude perspective is totally rooted in lack and limitation, you're not going to have the abundance that you want. You're not going to seek the fun and the joy and the, you know, the opulence that you want to have if you're stuck in lack, because lack and abundance are in two totally different vibrations. So I help people get out of being so limited because us as human beings have been so ingrained in lack and limitation and thinking and arguing for our limitations that I want to educate them on one of the most important universal laws, which is law of sufficiency and abundance. And when you shift from lack to abundance, your whole entire world changes. Like you live in a completely different universe. It's, it's incredible. And I think we're also going to find out that just sitting there meditating all day is it's <laughs> also not the answer to get you there, but it's a blend of both. It is a blend of both. I and mean, like I said, we're both and. And, you know, I do know people that are very allowing and they're very and always in a meditative state, but they can't seem to focus and also take the proper follow through and action steps that it needs to take. Mm -hmm. We are both. I mean, another way of looking at it is both masculine and feminine. And that feminine nature is very much energy. It's very flowing, very allowing. And then there's the masculine energy and it's not female, male, it's feminine, masculine, the masculine energy is very focused. It's very deliberate and it continues to move. And it's very, you know, can I say it? I mean, it's like the female parts, you know, the female parts are it's round. There's a whole big dimension there. The male's part is like straightforward, right? I don't understand the reference, Christy. If you could just... I'm watching for those listening. I'm watching her because she's on video. So she's being very graphic with her hands at the moment. But uh, I get it. No, I get the metaphor. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, you think think of masculine and feminine in that way. And it tells you kind of what the. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's... Where, where we are. But um, <laughs> it's both. And and I actually can I share a story, James, about when I did my own experiment. Yes, please. Okay. So I've been working with universal laws for about 20 years now. And for me, it was something that I compartmentalize. Like this is my spiritual side of me. And then I've got my career and my relationships and all these other things. Right. And so I kind of have my spiritual metaphysical just kind of tucked away for me and, you know, applied it to my body. And I'd lost like 30 pounds and went back to my normal natural body size. And, you know, things were really shifting and, and moving for me. And I I landed this really great job as a pharmaceutical rep. And I remember I was just completely into action and strategies and, you know, doing everything I needed to get the market share and, you know, do all that stuff. And I was doing well because I was taking action. And when I had this moment of realization, it's like, why don't you combine the metaphysical, bring in the energy work Mm -hmm. into what you're doing? 
So before I go into a sales call, you know, really make sure that I'm aligned and I'm feeling positive about it and that I'm expecting good things to happen. I'm expecting the doctor to start, you know, writing my prescriptions instead of the competition, what my intentions were. So I would literally before each one, I would take that time and I would make sure I was aligned and then I would take the next necessary momentum. I'd take the action steps. And I mean, to tell you the quantum shift that happened, I was number one across the board for all of my medication and people in my sales team were like totally bored with me because they would give like quarterly awards and bonuses and all that stuff. And they'd be like, oh, just get on with it. I know it's Christy Whitman, you know, and she'd be winning for all of them. <laughs> and it got to be like that. And I thought, you know, do I really have to do this metaphysical, this energetic work that I'm doing, applying the universal laws in my career is so powerful. It's almost like having a sports car, and you put that Nas in it, you know, like from Fast and the Furious and they show the Nas. And Nitrous like oxide. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that. I mean, you're like yeah. turbo boosting, right? So I'm like, what happens if I just don't take any action and I just do the metaphysical work? So I committed to myself and I'm glad that I'm not working for a company anymore so that they can't fire me for saying this. But I took a month off where I literally did not step out of my house and go to a sales call. I did not see a doctor. I did not see a physician. And I would sit there and meditate and I would be aligned and I would put myself in the space of abundance. And I would think about the doctor and I would, you know, connect heart centers line by line and just do all this metaphysical work that I've been doing. And guess what happened? Well, I know. But, <laughs> I'll pretend, but you were surprised I'll, to know. I was surprised. I'll pretend. I don't know, Chrissy, what happened? You got all these sales, like all this money just like fell on your, like you got checks in the mail, right? All this money just, you know. Bags of money dropped on my head. No, none of that. Mm. I completely plummeted in my sales. Wow. Because, and, and that just showed me how important both is, like both and, yes. the metaphysical and the physical combined, because that's who we are. I mean, really who we are is only 4%. Like who we are as far as you, James, the man you are, the roles that you play, all the matter and material that you are, all the conditioning that you've had, your triumphs, your failures, you know, everything. Your whole entire life experience from birth until who you are right now is literally only 4% of who you are. The other 96% is a non-physical being that's pouring life into you. Mm. And so when we can be in alignment with that total hundred percent, you know, and we align with it, that 4% of us that has to take the momentum doors open, it's easier. You're at the right place at the right time. The perfect person is the perfect person that you meet when you need to meet them. You have things before you even know that you needed them. I mean, things just flow in a way that is completely unexplainable. I so love this. And I want to dig in a bit here. I like to like, when I hear something like this, I want to sit in it before it's like, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about something completely different. I'm like, <laughs> let's go even deeper with this. But first off, it reminds me of that. I, I'm sure you've heard that story, the town that's flooding and there's like the preacher or the priest on the roof of the church. The town is flooding and he says, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pray for God to save me. And all these people come by trying to help him. Like the guy on the boat, the guy on the helicopter, like every different way someone 
someone could save him. And he goes, like, no, that's okay. I'm waiting, waiting for God. And then, of course, the water rises. He dies. He enters the pearly gates. And he's like, God, I put my faith in you. I, and I put my intention out that you were going to save me. And he's like, what are you talking about, dude? I, I sent you a guy in a boat. I sent you a helicopter. I mean, I love that story. And it yeah. really sounds like here is, is like with all this inner work, without that inspired action, it's, you know, it sounds like nothing's going to happen. So right. here's... And I really, that's where I want to take this conversation, Jay. It's like, how do we blend both? How do we integrate? Because I think step one is is, is there's like phases like what Christy's gone through, which was, is like me, is like, this is an action-based world. And if I take action A, I get result B. And if I take more actions here, I get more results there. And then we said, okay, that didn't work. So we kind of mm-hmm. add this metaphysical side and it's very compartmentalized right? It's just like, here's this thing I do 15 minutes in the morning as my morning routine. And then I read a little bit on the weekends. And now the conversation is like, how are they just, let's just put them in the blender, you know, shake it all up and drink it 24 seven together. Yeah. And so I love that. But let me ask you a question. When you were doing that month, if you can recall when you did this month of like pure zend out meditation, was there feelings of like inspiration that maybe you were just like, you know, dismissing that you like wanted to do something, but you're like, no, 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 I'm just going to stay here and do nothing. Like, do you feel like you had that? Yes, I did. Because I would say, I I would even tell myself, no, I mean, I'm, I'm doing an experiment. I'm making a commitment to not do this for a month to not call anybody, do anything. And, you know, so I didn't realize at the time, this is, I don't know, 13 years ago, but I didn't realize that at the time, but it was like my inner being as I'm meditating, as I'm aligned was telling me to call this one doctor, you know, and there was a couple of times that this happened. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing it. You know, and I do believe that if I now believe that if I would have followed that inner guidance, even though I was take doing an experiment, those two physicians that I got the, you know, the hit to call, they were two of my top physicians. So what if I would have called them or went and saw them, you know, then it might've been a different result. Who knows? But I was like, Nope, I am staying home. This is my experiment. No action. I want to see what happens. But here's this, even this Nope, stay home. And I'm, I'm watching Christy's body language is this, this is that's your left brain linear action base choosing that. It's almost masculine. Like, the masculine. Yeah, it was like yes. it was an action to not take action. What action are you taking today? The action of no action. Right. And even that was like the thing that was denying or pinching off the inspired action of here's here's what you should do, Christy. Here you go. This is what you should be doing. And I right. love that. And I I love that you did that experiment and and came to those conclusions. So let me ask you this question. Do you feel like because this is something that's really come up for me a lot. Do you feel like you see people put on this almost like a spiritual metaphysical mask as a (laughs) cop-out? Yes. I feel like there's a lot of things that we were taught and a lot of things that we learned where we use it as an excuse to not go for our big dreams and to be abundant and opulent and prosperous because it's not spiritual to also be rich. Mm. You know, that, that is such a, I hope that someday soon that belief can be eradicated because I truly believe, you know, I'm, I'm a mother of two and I look at my kids and I'm like, there is nothing that I wouldn't want to provide for them, whether it's love, security, toys. I mean, it would, you know, good food. I'd want to give them and shower them with everything. And I believe that 
God got us all that is the creator that created all of us that we are a part of wants to give to us because it loves us. And there's nothing that it would, we would refuse us. It was not, it was nothing that would hold back from us. It's us thinking that we can't have it or that we don't deserve it or that we have to prove ourselves or that we're not enough. And like you, James, I mean, I started most of my life where it's like you work hard, you go for these things. And, you know, I found myself at 27. I had money in the bank. I had my ideal body. I married my, you know, soulmate at the time. You know, I did all of the things that I was, got a degree, got a career doing all these things. And I was so unhappy. Mm. And no matter what I tried to accomplish, it was like everything was empty. Yeah. Until I got that it's like, it's not about the outer things trying to make us feel a certain way. It's feeling a certain way. And then we attract those other things. And like I always say, you know, I'm a woman that loves the finer things in life. I mean, if I'm going to drive a car, I want to drive a car that I love driving. If I'm going to wear clothes or if I'm going to wear a pair of shoes, I love to wear a really hot pair of shoes. You know, totally. so it's like, it, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, these things are available to us. Yes. But it's like, I don't have to work hard and push. And, and also the perspective of these pair of shoes or this car is going to be the thing that finally makes me feel yes. whatever I want to feel. Yeah. I now just feel abundant. That's the vibration I have just connected in and attuned to. That's my state. Like, like, you know, I remember back in the day and we still have it, but you know, when, when you wanted to watch TV, now I'm probably dating myself, but in the seventies, when you wanted to watch TV, you had to get up off your couch and actually change the station. Absolutely. Yep. Or there were remotes. Right. And even with remotes, you have to be deliberate in what you're trying. I think of it as changing your energetic station. Like, what are you tuning into? You know, so you can tune into the station everybody's listening to, CNN, the Fox News, Lack Station, you know, <laughs> yep. dra- drama, turmoil, yep. you know, blah, blah, blah. Or you can turn it into the dance station where there's dancing and there's fun, you know, whatever station. But you get to decide as a deliberate creator where you're going to put your focus, where you're going to put your energy, where you're going to allow to be in the receiving mode of the vibrations that are available to every single person. And then I think people start to get that and then they tune in for like 30 seconds and they're like, that was really nice. Okay, let's put that away and let's go back to work. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, and I would assume, right, that it's like, oh, well, how do we stay there all day long? And even when we're taking that inspired action, because it's not just about sitting in a room all day meditating like a like a, you know, just mm-hmm. a, a monk or something, but then doing something. But can we stay tuned to that while we're in action? Right. Yes. So do you, I'm just, I'm just curious. Do you have like a really cool story? I always love manifestation stories. So do you have like a really cool story where you've tuned into abundance and something just came in in the most like serendipitous, miraculous, synchronistic way for you? I just had one happen the other night. Um, Tell me. Yeah, it was awesome. So my husband got me a gift to go see Dancing with the Stars tour, right? And as part of the tour, you can meet and greet, you know, talk with some of the dancers and stuff. And so he was under the impression that we got to meet all the dancers. And and so he gave me this flyer when he gave me this gift and it had all the different dancers on there. It said six women and six men. So as we're driving to the show, he says to me, or I say to him, who do you really want to meet? Like out of all these women, all these men, who do you really want? He goes, and he goes, I, I want to meet all of them. 
I'm like, yeah, but Frederick, if you could just meet one or two of them, like really have a connection or have, you know, have a conversation with one who would, he's like all of them. And I'm like, okay, well for me, it's this guy named glove because the man is like an amazing dancer. If any of you watch dancing with the stars, I mean, the man is beautiful, <laughs> just like a specimen, but he's, I mean, he's just, he seems like he's got this great attitude and I'm like, I really want to meet glove. And then I was like, you know, Keo would be cool too. Keo's cool. Right. So we go into the thing. We're having fun. We're waiting to get our time to go do a meet and greet. It was so fast. It was like unbelievable. And there was two dancers and then two actors that won the show or whatever. And it was like so fast. And so we got done with it. And Frederick and I looked at each other like, what what just happened? It was so quick. You know, it wasn't what we were expecting. So there's a choice in that moment right there, mm-hmm. right? To go, well, that sucks. I thought it was going to be me meeting all these other stars. And then, you know, getting into the, the lack of it, yes. we went, well, that was cool. All right. What do we want to do? We got an hour. Let's go to dinner. We decided to walk. We were following our inner guidance. We said, let's just walk downtown Phoenix. And as we're walking, I don't know what I was doing. I was looking down and I hear Frederick say, no way are we running into you guys. We've got to take a picture. Oh my God. And I look up and in front of me is Gleb and Keo. Yes. I love that. And I totally geeked out too. I was like, Gleb, you're the one. You're (laughs) the one I want to meet. And then I looked at him like, you're so beautiful. (laughs) I manifested you. (laughs) That is awesome. Has Frederick, your husband, always been open and receptive to this? Is this something you had to like convince him of? Is he still like skeptical? Like where's he at? No, that's one of the things that when I wanted to, when I got out of my first marriage, one of the things that was a must on my list, like absolutely important was that the person was either knew about, was into, or open to learning about universal laws Mm -hmm. because I live my life by them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everything I do and to have a partner and, and the man I was married to before was a wonderful man but he didn't believe in them, nor did he live through them. And it was very difficult in the relationship. And so Frederick is amazing because he's very open and he's just, he listens to like when he does my teleprompting, when I do my videos and stuff. And he's always like, wow, that was amazing. You taught me so much. Or, you know, he'll go to like Abraham workshops with me and, you know, and things like that. We met at a Harvecker warrior event. So he was into personal development. So I'm really grateful that I found my soulmate that's so willing and able and, you know, because I'm a very deep person. He can go to the depths with me. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love that. And it does. It makes it, it does make it a lot, a lot easier. It It does. does. Cause like you just, you really get, and you're sharing it in your stories, like how important it is to stay you know, positive, but you know, to stay open to allowing. And I I just love pinpointing that moment when you're like, in hindsight, you might not have recognized it at the time, right? But you've trained yourself so much that it just becomes your natural way of operating. But that there was this moment where you're like, well, anyone else would have been all bummed and disappointed and started complaining. And then boom, we would have headed right to go to dinner instead of gone left and we would have never seen it. And it's just like, are you open to seeing and, and experiencing miracles right now and right now and right now and all exactly. the time? So I got one really quick. So I just, I, can I, I wanted to say something oh, yeah, real quick of course, about yeah. that because that you, you sparked something in me. Oh, say it, it's, yeah. the, it's the difference perspective, like I was talking about between lack 
and abundance? Do you go into situations thinking that everything's wrong and bad or here's the problem, you know, or do you look at the good, what's right and good in this situation? And nothing nothing good ever comes out of looking at the bad anyways. Like, what are you getting besides just being right and justified by talking about how everything's going wrong and how you've been a victim and how you're going to complain? Like, nothing... It's going to ever come from that. I'm so glad I complained. You know, <laughs> so that was so worth it. It just exactly. You just feel like it, crap. The people around you don't want to be around you. It doesn't right. do anything. So, but, but I get you know, it. it's like I was, I was trained in that way and I hear it in my mom and God bless her. She's 81, you know, almost 82. And she'll say, well, you know, the problem is, and I'll say, mom, there's absolutely no problem. Yeah. You know, because she always leads with, well, Everything all is good, but the problem is, so let's just focus all of our attention and energy on the one thing that's not, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and I was trained that way. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm sure, I'm sure that that's how you were raised is like, that was your habitual way of thinking and you had to like train yourself out, which is, which is interesting. My, my dad's the same way. He's uh, he's in his late seventies, you know, love him to death. This isn't anything wrong. I was like, cause he got it from his dad and his dad got it from his dad. Right. Yeah. But he would always say these things when he would see me, especially like having success at a young age he would be like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And then he would follow it up with, but just be careful because it doesn't last. What? What? Well, you can cuss. It's fine. Uh, they bleep it out. But when you're young and you like look up to your parents and admire them and don't know anything else, you just, it's like the same as saying like, yes, the sun sets in the West and success doesn't last. Like they're both facts. You don't, right. you, you don't question them. You don't say, I disagree. You just go, thank you for that. That will be very helpful. And then you just start living that way. Mm-hmm. And as we talked you know, earlier, uh, not on this episode, that I really got in touch with myself, that I had fear that this was all going to come crashing down. My business was going to come crashing down. It's like, hey, you know, is that just a coincidence or is there, you know, is there something there? And it's like, if we're not taking the time to really look and see where our thoughts and our beliefs came from and and how we can let go of those to just stay here we're, I you know I think we're we're gonna stay trapped so um, I always say that my dad I, I used to work for my dad during my summers in high school and that man I mean he was an entrepreneur he just retired at 85 hardest working person I know yeah but he had Murphy's Law posters all around his office so oh my goodness. I always say, thanks, dad, because you believed in Murphy's law. I now believe in the universal laws yes. and they're so much better. <laughs> yes. and, and I do feel and I, I, I feel just like we have very similar uh, like stories and stuff. But I feel like that those experiences and that contrast is really what was, at least for me, such a catalyst to go in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It's like so- we tried their way didn't work for me. Doesn't feel good. Didn't feel good. I try another way and found a better way. And, and you know, that worked. So really quick, my story, because I always love sharing these really cool synchronistic moments, is that my wife and I just got an infrared sauna, which, by the way, if you don't have one, Chrissy, I totally recommend it because there's a lot of toxins and all the crap that we eat and drink and infrared can really help with that. So I'm excited to get, we just set it up last night, but we set it out outside. And even though it's kind of covered by the deck above, we're like, man, this thing's not, it's not going to stay protected. Like we really need a cover for this. Yeah, we need a cover. So I did an Instagram story this morning about, Hey, here's our new sauna. Really excited to try it out. The company just reached out to us and offered $150 because they saw it was on the balcony and they offered a $150 discount 
for one of their covers. And wow. Like, wow, we'll take it. Like, that was awesome. And it was just like, you know, little stuff like that that happens all the time. So that's the flow. I did. That's the flow I love. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So we got a cover for our new sauna. Okay. So I had a question before we go and share a little bit about your seven essential laws. I'm hearing a lot about like intention, you know, like there was an intention to, to see a perfect, the specific dancing with the star or, or you know, the, the dancer, there's an intention of, I'm going to close this, this deal with the farm ph- being a pharmaceutical rep. There's intention with, with everything that you're doing. What do you do when you put that intention out there? And if you had that experience where you're like, but you still doubt it, you're like, I'm going to close this person or I'm going to do this. But then like something comes back with this, like, Oh, I'm afraid or I'm, I don't think it's going to happen or you just experience a lot of doubt. What do you do there? That is feedback, which I love because when you think about it, there's a gap between where we are and what we want or what we intend. Something, you know, sometimes it's a very small gap. Sometimes it's a large gap, but anything that when you set an intention, when you set a vision, when you set a goal, you know, whatever you want to call that, when you have something that you desire and you put it out there, Right. And you are at, I wish you guys could see me, but you're at a different vibrational level. So say that you're, I'm just going to make make something up. Same thing, you're making $60,000 a year and your goal is to make $100,000 a year. There's a gap in between your vibrational frequency and everything that is not in alignment with that making $100,000 a year is going to come up. It's going to be noise pollution and it's going to come up and it's going to speak to you as feedback in the way of doubts and fears and disappointments and, you know, all the stuff. And if you can go into your body, because your emotions are literally letting you know what's going on. We are all energy. And when you start to intend for something higher, the energy starts to move. And if the there's blocks there, then the energy has no place to go, but it's going to continue to move. So it cycles around. So if you are saying, oh, I want to make $100,000 a year and you really want to feel what that feels like and you start to feel anxiety or doubt, there's energy in there that needs to be released. So all you need to do is that's why I love also I'm a life coach and a healer and, you know, I get to do all that kind of stuff with clients. But I have people go into their belly button around, you know, about two inches above their belly button, their solar plexus area. There's an energy center there, which is called a chakra. Then there's one in your heart center around your physical heart. And then there's one in the center of your head. So these three points are really important because these are the three points that get blocked a lot, especially our heart centers. Something happens. I like to call it a bushwhack. We're going along. You're excited about something. Someone says something, does something, tells you that if you make $100,000 a year, you're a bad, greedy person. You know, something like that, right? And here you set this intention. Now, every part of you that doesn't resonate with it is coming up because there's energy circulating there. So if you go in with your intention, knowing that you are the energy master of your own physical body and your own energy, if you can go in and breathe into your heart and like open up those chakras and just imagine that whatever stuck spiraling energy is in there, imagine it's starting to leave. And even in your emotional body, which is your lower part of your body around your reproductive area, if you go into that solar plexus area and actually feel the pulsation of energy that's in there, whether it's anxiety or you don't name it, you don't have to tell a story about it, you don't have to say when you got it, you don't have to any of that. Just feel and pulsate the energy out of your body. It actually takes about 90 seconds to process an emotion out. And what you're going to feel is the energy is going to intensify and then it's going to start to crust and then it's going to start to flow out. 
you actually get yourself back into alignment and all the energy that prevents you from being in alignment with that intention leaves so that you can buoy yourself up. You know, it's like you're, you, you don't have anything blocking you anymore to be at that level. That is amazing. Of course it makes sense. (laughs) And I hope it makes as much sense for you guys listening because I'm actually watching Christy and what she's doing with her hands. And it was just like amazing to see that. And I want to see if I can repeat it back to you from what I heard in in like 30 seconds is that we are where we are and we set out this desire or or an intention or goal and it's going to take something from us. So there's this gap what I'm hearing is, is that what's really coming up that is perceived as a block, it's all internal anyways, but Mm -hmm. I feel like ultimately it's a fear of a specific feeling that we're going to feel anyway, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's not necessarily someone saying, who are you to make that type of money, but the feeling we would have around that if that were true, like what it would feel like to not be worthy of the money and the way through those blocks is not to hurdle them or smash them or whatever, but just to like feel that emotion that we're most afraid of anyways, and just like process through that. And that dissolves the block and just closes the gap. Absolutely. That was amazing. I love that. That is (laughs) so cool. And then, then we're just constantly doing that and we're just, that's the thing is that we're all day, every day feeling and processing energy. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's as simple as like looking out your window and seeing a, you know, a flower or looking out your window and seeing a beautiful bird fly by. And it's like, there's nothing that gets caught in there. Everything is just energy comes in and you're just like, you know, stimulation. It's like, Oh, it comes in and Oh, there's a hummingbird. How beautiful. And energy comes in it comes out. Someone says something like, why are you wearing that? Or, you know, and it's like, it's like stops us energetically or, you know, says something rude to us. Like, I don't know what, or we have someone cuts us off in traffic or, you know, someone hurts our feelings or whatever it is. It's like that bushwhack of the energy flowing in and out. It's that process of law of allowing to just like you were talking about when you were on my show, being surfing, being in the ocean, When you watch the nature and you you watch the ocean and the process and the rhythm of the ocean, that's what it's supposed to be like for us as human beings. We take it in, we take it out, we take it in, we take it out. And it's when we get blocked up, you know, for the perception that we have or, you know, whatever, that's where that energy, energy needs to constantly move. If we created a block in our heart and we said, oh, you know, screw you kind of thing, we block down you know, I don't want to open my heart again. That energy is still in there and it's spiraling and spiraling. And we're not in our present moment anymore because now we're focused on the block. Yeah. We, we, it's like the block literally blocks our sight and our connection to our divine. I love that. And I want to take the ocean analogy a little further and see where, where you go with this is that yeah, I grew up at the beach and we see tourists as a kid. It was actually really fun to see tourists like get knocked by the waves and like (laughs) almost drown. I know it's messed up, but here's the thing is someone who's not familiar with the ocean, they try and control the ocean. They, they don't understand the awesomeness of the power of the sea. And so they almost drown because they're fighting against currents. They're fighting against the waves and all of that. And so even though I've, I told you when I was on your show that like, I've had these moments where I almost thought I was going to die. 
I mm-hmm. always knew that, you know, a huge rogue wave comes. I'm talking like 15 feet up, towering down on you, landing on your head, that no matter what happens, it'll toss you around like a rag doll. You just, you don't fight it. You let it take you wherever it goes. And because when people try and fight it, they lose all their oxygen, they panic and they drown. But when you yeah. let it just take you, it just, it tosses you around a little. It's a little disoriented, but you rise to the top and you're fine. And wouldn't you agree? And sometimes it like, that's the same conversation we're having here is that we're trying to control that energy flow and make it ours and stop it. And it's like having a, just a little bit more like go with that flow, even if it's not the flow you, the direction you want to be going in. Absolutely. It's all about resistance. It's about allowing, I mean, that's a universal law. One of the laws I talk about in quantum success is that we are in either in a space of allowing, which is expansive, which is connected to pure potentiality, which is abundant, which, you know, is just completely in the polar opposite of like just alignment. It's just complete alignment or we're in constriction, we're in resistance and we're in lack. You know, it's, it's like we're, and then there's a spectrum of course, but it's like that resistance blocks everything. It blocks. We think we're holding our heart so that the other, the other person can't hurt us again, or that we can't be hurt again. But what we're doing is we're cutting ourselves off from ourselves. Wow. And, her, and when hurting you, ourselves, I see, I see this a lot because I, I have a vice freedom program and, and I, I feel that any addiction, any vice that people have is because they are trying to escape themselves. They're trying to escape something because a lot of people don't like to be embodied in themselves because they feel shame. They feel guilt. They're always worrying. They're feeling anxious. So it's like, that doesn't feel good. And we're only we're with ourselves 24 hours a day. And so what do they do? They try to use drugs or alcohol or gamble or shop or, you know, whatever coffee, sugar, whatever it is. So that's like those outer vices. And then there's those inner vices of worry and, you know, like those constant habitual things that, you know, that just don't ever do any good for us, like constant doubt, constant worry, complaining, comparing ourselves. So these things that we try to grab control, we try to escape ourselves. We're not only escaping our lower level emotions, like the, the emotions that don't feel good, but we're also cutting ourselves off from the higher emotions of gratitude and love and, and appreciation, which are the highest vibrations in the universe. So when we cut ourselves off and we have that block, we're blocking ourselves from all of it, not just some of it. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's so powerful. So before we move into the, I want to, I want you to share the seven laws with us in a moment, but I'm curious because we've been talking about this. Do you have something right now that is, a big gap for you in your life, like that next big dream that you're currently reaching for something that might be intimidating or scaring you a little bit right now. That's a really good question. No, well, that's not true. Like I've ever since I became an author probably 15 years ago, I've always wanted to go on the Oprah Winfrey show. I think anybody that's ever been an author. And so right when you said that, I'm like, if Oprah called today, would I be ready? And I'm like, I'm ready. But like, I was feeling the flutters in my heart. Yeah. So even if I, like, I know I'm ready with, you know, all the things I need to do, right. Media training and the structure of my company and all that kind of stuff. But would I still feel stretched if I needed to go on the show or had a conversation with her? Yeah. Yeah. But that's exciting. (laughs) Right. Right. So do you feel like with everything you've learned and mastered and teach that you're able to just 
pretty drastically, pretty quickly close any resistance gaps that you have. And it just kind of becomes like that next thing is just that next thing. Like, oh, I'm going to go order some coffee today. It, exactly. I just know the process that if I'm setting my intention to do something and I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling some kind of lower level emotion, or I don't feel like, yeah, that's, that's, you know, something I can have today, or I don't feel like I'm in vibrational alignment with it, or I feel like there's a limitation or words like a can't, or mm -hmm. how would I, you know, any of that kind of stuff. I know that I'm not in vibrational alignment with it. And that's when I need to go into myself and really open myself up to it and think about, you know, where is that block, let it out and let the energy flow in and out so that I can feel myself rising to that. So I can feel the level, the new level of opulence or the new level of abundance or prosperity or success. But what now. you're not saying is don't lower the goal or the intention to meet you. No yeah. way. Yeah. We just did a, um, our 10 year goal setting. I'm like that for me, it was like, that was stretching it. But I started looking at like, if I'm doing this for 10 more years, what's that going to look like? And just starting that process was like, knocking me to the ground like i was like some real resistance because it was like well if i'm on the same trajectory i better end up here and 10 you know all that stuff came up for me and i'm like wow and then the longer i sat with it i was like well if it's freaking the crap out of me i gotta lean into it i don't want to lower that you know you know what the beauty of it is mm -hmm. is and then the truth of it really is that any desire we ever have is because the divine in us desires to have us grow in a way that we're not currently growing. And for you to have this huge goal and to feel yourself needing, you need to be a different person yeah. to reach those goals that freak you out today. And imagine knowing you and the commitment that you have to not only your career, but also to your spiritual growth, who you get to become by setting that goal. Yes. And, I, and that I think is like, I, I love that you brought that into this conversation because that to me just takes away a lot of the resistance that, you know, you're sharing with like these blocks that we just like block the energy and it makes it the new game. It's like this, instead of holding on and to this identity of who am I and who do I, who am I to people and like, like really cementing that in, it's like, I'm so excited about who I get to become. And I, I'm so excited to see what I'm truly capable of that I don't even think is possible for me right now. And, and I just look, you know, I look back 10 years cause it's been, it's been 10 years since I started. And I'm like, dude, if I went back in time, that kid, like he wouldn't recognize this person. He would say, that's no way that's you. No right. way. And like how exciting to think that in 10 years that the same thing could happen. Do you ever connect? This is a process I do with clients. Do you ever connect with that future self? Because I have, I'd like to do that more, but I love that. Cause yeah. in quantum physics, everything is, you know, all time is simultaneous. Yeah. So your eight year old is still very much alive within you. And you could think of a song or eat something and it would like, wow, I'm right there all over again. Yeah. And the same is true that you know, there are thousands of possible future selves that exist right now. Some of them are bleh, not so good. Some of them are good. Some of them are amazing. Like would blow your top off. And the cool thing is, is that when you're deliberate and when you're really being accountable and responsible for how you feel and your alignment, you're moving towards that whole spectrum of the awesomeness, you know, things that you can't even imagine right now and would blow you away. And if you saw that future self come and visit you today, like you were saying, if you went and visited that, you know, younger you from 10 years ago, 
you know, to be able to connect with that part of you that is already feeling and vibrating and owning and having and being what you want and to be able to receive that energetic transmission from that self Yes. It changes who you are so that you get on that. Trajectory. I love that. And it just brings back full circle while just action enough just simply isn't enough. It's yeah. not the full equation. And so I just, I love that. Oh my yeah. gosh, I could geek out for this for hours. <laughs> um, so I want to get into your book, Quantum Success. How do you really quickly define quantum? What is quantum? For me, it's working with energy. It's working with all the universal laws, like the field of pure potentiality. And it's not working with like linear step-by-step, okay, well, this is how it's been done before. You literally get into this whole entire energetic creation, creative field that you tap into as the 4% Hmm. and allow that to come inside of you and give you your ideas, give you your desires and let that part of you lead you towards those things. Love that. All right. You want to share uh, the seven essential laws? I do. Well, the first one most people know about is law of attraction, right? And if you don't know about it, it's a quick review. And let me just say this. Let me take a step back before I do that. All these universal laws are universal. So they work for men and women. It doesn't matter what race or nationality you are. It doesn't matter if you live in Canada or in the United States. It doesn't matter where you live. They work for everybody. It's like gravity. You know, if you throw a ball up, it's going to come down. If you're walking by the side of a building, it's really good to know that you don't want to walk over it because you're going to fall down and go splat. I mean, we all know about gravity, right? So these are universal laws that exist for every single person. And I like to say that it's it's like knowing what the rules of the game are. So if you were going to go play baseball and all of a sudden someone hands you a bat and says, go hit the ball and you hit the ball and they say, now run and you run to third base, you're going to be out. So it just makes sense that while you're playing a game, you kind of need to know what the rules are. And that's what I feel like these universal laws are. Because from a metaphysical perspective, from a quantum perspective, everything in the universe is energy, including us. And we are sending out signals, energetic signals all day, every day, whether it's our thoughts, our perspectives, our what we say, what we do, our emotions, our feelings, all of that. We are energy towers. And whatever we send out, it creates energetic waves. Those waves, by law of attraction, are matched. So send out a fear wave, and that wave is going to be matched, giving us something more to fear. So it could be a lower vibration. It's not a tit-for-tat kind of thing in the sense that if you are a jerk to someone, someone's going to be a jerk back to you. It might be you get cut off in traffic. It might be that you got an unexpected bill. It might be that your kid gets sick. You know, it's like there's there's a lot of different things that can match that fear frequency. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. So I like to think of law of attraction as a boomerang. Send it, what you send out, it comes back to you. Got it. And there's nothing to do with law of attraction. It's just always giving you what you're sending out. It's a law that's always going to be doing that for every person. But what I love is the other laws that we're going to talk about. Mm. That's why we get to get really deliberate and really conscious about what energy we're sending out so that we are deciding. We're not just reacting to everything anymore. We're deciding the kind of energy and experiences that we want to have, kind of energy that we want to feel. So that's where the second law, the law of deliberate creation comes in. You get to know 
that you're not just a victim to your thoughts, that your thoughts aren't just, they're not real. They're not something, you know, I, I love it being a parent. And I see my eight year old, he's like, well, my thoughts, you know, I, I think I'm bad. And I'm like, well, what are you thinking? You mean you're bad. I am a bad boy. I'm like, you are so not a bad boy. You're a good boy. What thought are you having? Because I hit my brother today. I'm a bad boy. And I'm like, that's just a thought, mm-hmm. you know, you hit him cause you got angry and, and it's not the best behavior and we need, we need to shift the behavior, but watch that thought. Yeah. So, you know, he would say as a young kid, I think he was like four years old. He'd say, I had like, he was aware of it. I have these bad soldiers and then I had these good soldiers and I feel like the bad soldiers go out and they get more of the bad soldiers and they bring more bad soldiers out. And wow. I'm like, that's law of attraction. Yep. You know? So when you can deliberately know, are you sending out the bad soldiers or are you sending out the good soldiers? Cause that's what you're going to get back. You know, you deliberately decide. I deliberately am going to decide to feel happy today, no matter what, no matter what my circumstances and conditions are. I'm going to decide to feel successful. I'm going to decide to, you know, I decide right now and just get into that feeling place that whatever my, it doesn't matter if it's financial relationship, no matter what your circumstances or situations are, you can deliberately choose how you're going to perceive it, how you're going to think about it, how you're going to feel about it and what actions you're going to take. So we are the ones. And once we decide and we're deliberate about it, law of attraction matches that. Mm -hmm. So the third law is the law of allowing. And we talked a little bit about this, but it's the place where you feel the energy coming in and the energy coming out. You feel like you're in the flow. You know, I like to say law of allowing applies in so many different ways, but first it's with us. If you're constantly judging yourself, criticizing yourself, trying to please everybody else, get for everybody else's approval. You're not an allowing because you're not allowing the fullness of who you are to come out. You're worried about everybody else and everything else. If you're criticizing yourself, cutting yourself down, you're causing resistance within yourself. Oh, that's huge. That's powerful. Yeah. If you're in relationship with somebody else, and here's the thing, we're in relationship with everything. We're in relationship with money. We're in relationship with food. We're in relationship with water. We're in relationship with other people the degree of those relationships, you know, at the, how, how strong they are or how, you know, or if it, is it a small little relationship, like a, maybe a neighbor or is it an intimate relationship, like a husband and wife, there's different degrees and spectrums of that, but all relationships start inside of us. So if you're judging your husband or your wife or your kids as not being not enough, you're constrictive. You're not in the allowing place. If you're in the place, like if you would just change, then I'd be happy. You're not allowing right? You're causing resistance. And the same thing is true. God, if you would just do this, I would be happy. If you would just answer my prayers, I would be happy. You know, if you're expecting everyone and everything else to change, trying to control everything, you're not allowing Mm -hmm. like the opposite polar opposite of allow is control. So the fourth universal law that I find is the most important. It's like the Mac daddy of all the laws. It's like, and it's the law that pulls all the laws together. It's the law of sufficiency and abundance. And this law is important because most of us as human beings have been raised in lack and limitation. If we are here, you know, James, you and I, we've been very blessed. We, we get this whole energy thing. We've changed our thoughts. We understand we're committed to, if there's resistance that we're going to work it, but our parents and our lineage did not. And we were raised by that lineage. You know, I have grandparents that were in the Great Depression. 
you know, and so that lack and limitation was very real for them back then. There wasn't a lot of options. There wasn't a lot of choices, right? But we're not in that day and age anymore. Like Mr. Fuller said that there's enough abundance for everybody to be billionaires on this planet, enough resources. And, you know, it's like, but we need to let go of the lack ancestral, you know, lineage. And, and also the media plays into that too. You know, the, the CNNs and the Fox news and the doom and glooms and, and all that kind of stuff. They're always trying to show, you know, what the worst of the worst. Yeah. And we buy into it there. I could feel it being, you know, I used to have six months in Canada and six months in, in the States. I feel it energetically. I'm a very sensitive energy person. And I feel it being in the States that people are in a lot more fear here than they are in Canada. Wow. That's so interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I believe it. And so we have to mind what is mine? What is mass consciousness? Because mass consciousness, we can rise above mass consciousness and we can rise above thinking in lack and limitation. Because the truth is, is that you and your life are unlimited. And when you know that, and when you come from that perspective, and when you choose to align your thoughts and your perspective and your beliefs and your energy with abundance, by law of attraction, what must, by law, what must come to you is more evidence of abundance. So the doorway into abundance is satisfaction, is sufficiency. Because any place that you're in lack or not enoughness of anything, my husband's not enough, I don't have enough money, I'm not enough, I can't lose the weight, blah, 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 you know, there's no acceptance, no allowing, you're in lack. And by the way, every lower level of emotion, whether it's doubt or fear or worry or any of that kind of stuff comes from lack. So when you're in that space, you cannot touch abundance. It's like it's a different stratosphere. But the way in is through satisfaction. When you can start looking for positive aspects, when you can start appreciating what you do have, when you start having gratitude in your life for all that you do have, do you have a roof over your head? Do you have the people in your life that you love you? Are you clothed? Do you have transportation? Do you, you know, do you have lights in your house? Do you have heat or cooling or, you know, whatever it is, the things we can all be grateful and appreciative of something, but it's how you train your perspective, but that's the doorway into abundance. You can't reach it from lack. So right here, we just talked about four laws and right there, just those four laws, all of them work entwined together. So you've got, if you're in abundance, you're in a space of allowing. If you're in abundance and you're deliberately choosing to be in abundance, you've already worked with the, those three laws. When you're in abundance, what's going to come back to you by law of attraction is more abundance. So, I mean, that's why I feel like getting the law of sufficiency and abundance is key because the next law is the law of pure potentiality, which is where abundance lives. Anytime you hear yourself say, I can't, or I shouldn't, or I have to, or none of that is coming from pure potentiality. You know, we're not victims at all. None of us are victims. We are coming from a universe that is completely abundant with so many different infinite possibilities that we may not know how or what or who at this point in time. But the universe does. The universe has a bird's eye view on our life. And if we can just tap into that experience of feeling pure potentiality, like James, you were mentioning, I think it was on my show, the importance of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to the Grand Canyon, like when I go to the Grand Canyon, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, or when I go to the ocean, doesn't matter what ocean it is. And I could keep looking and looking. All I see is water. It's like, wow. 
this, I feel like the smallness of who I am and the potential, like a sunset, like sunset can bring me to tears and that, you know, like pure potential created all that, you know, source, infinite intelligence that created all that. And the, the beauty about pure potentiality is that if we as a human being can think of something, if we have a desire that's birthing within us, the universe has everything that's needed to fulfill that desire. Everything. Yeah. I think it's fascinating too, that with this, it's already there. Like you said, it's a law, but it is a choice in disciplining your perspective. And like, there are people that will see a sunset every day and not choose to see the awesomeness of its beauty. You know, I, I've seen myself so many times in my life take so much for granted. And we all do. We're human. Yeah. It takes some deliberate re creating new habits. Then you yeah. then it's like you see what was in front of you like your whole life. It's beautiful. Well, that's when you start to look, you know, do practices like just taking time each day and looking for what your positive aspects are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one one of the stories I wrote about in Quantum Success is that when my last pharmaceutical job I I was put into, I got a promotion, was in the uh, sales training department. And my sales training manager was like complete boob. Nobody liked him. We called him the the eagle because he was like watching over everybody, you know, and it was difficult for me to go from being a pharmaceutical sales rep where I had all sorts of freedom and made my own time a day. I could start when I wanted to end what I wanted to. I could take a month off of it <laughs> to be like watched, you know, and to have someone constantly looking over my shoulder and, you know, setting, setting me up for failure. Like would tell me to do a project and then I would present it and then everybody yell at me. And then you go, yeah, that was her idea. Kind of like throwing you under the bus yeah. and that kind of thing. So I had to deliberately, and I knew I didn't want to do that full time. I knew at some point I was going to start my coaching business full time and I'd already been coaching and I'd been speaking. I'd already been an author. And so I knew that was where I was moving towards. And so that was my vision that kept me going, that I had a bigger vision for where I was. And I got excited when I would think about that vision. But every single day I deliberately, before I even like, as I'm in my car driving, I would say, okay. I am so blessed because I make good money. I don't have to work on nights and weekends. I have a couple friends at the company that if I need a tea break or I need to be silly, I can go do that. You know, I would just list. I have them close to home so I can go feed my dogs. I can be close to home so I can go take a break if I need to. I would just list all the positive aspects so that I would get my vibration in the right place. I would get my perspective in the right place. And if Dan did something or said something or, you know, whatever, I would go back in my office and go, I'm so grateful. I make such good money. I don't have to work nights and weekends. I actually get to go home for lunch and kind of shift. I could do a meditation at home. You know, like I would get into that place repeating what the positive aspects were so that my focus was off of the problem. My focus was off of the negativity Yeah, because you can look at any situation in life and there are negative aspects about it, but there's also positive aspects about it. Right. And what you will continue to receive is where you place your perspective and your energy because law of attraction is always responding to everything that we are vibrating. Oh, that's huge. And so you could have all these negative aspects that you're pointing out about your job and then you go quit and you chances are you're going to see that when you start your business all exactly. the, because you take your crap with you wherever you go. Exactly. It's like, it's like women trying to change relationships and the faces of the men Mm. change, but the situation stay the same. Yeah. 
Wow. If you don't shift you inside, we are attracting from who we are inside and the relationships. Let's can we talk about money for a minute. Yeah, please. Always. One of my favorite subjects because so many, I think it is hands down the biggest issue that most human beings have because none of us really had very good training about money. I know for me, I had split energy about money. I would see my parents argue about money. So money was bad. Mm. My mom thought that people that had money, she's so funny. She would be like, oh my, they have buku bucks. Oh my God. You know, and that meant like they were the best. And, you know, she always admired lawyers and doctors and ooh, people with money. And, you know, like you could see she lit up when she knew someone that had money. And my dad, as hard as he worked, you know, my mom, for my mom, it was never enough. She had a nice car, a house, you know, got to go on trips, but it was still never enough. And so like he would feel jealous of the other people and he'd be like, oh, they're greedy. They're this. So, I, you know, it's like, what, as a kid, do I be rich or not? Do right. I have money or not? I mean, cause I don't want to be bad. I don't want to be greedy. You know, I was so split that when I started having and earning money, I would make money, but then I would like go into debt. I would lose it all. I would get rid of it. You know, so it was like I was so split until wow. I got that energy together and created my own internal relationship with money. I, I was creating, recreating my mom and dad's relationship with money. And, and in and a nutshell, what, how do you describe your relationship with, with money today? I absolutely appreciate having money. And, I, and it's not about having the green stuff or having coins or whatever, because it's like I appreciate what the essence is that money brings me. And that for me is freedom and freedom to me is one of the, the most important things in my life to have freedom to choose, to be able to go, okay, let's go on a vacation and let's do like, you know, I like finer things in life. I think I mentioned that, you know, like let's go on the best cruise ship. If mm -hmm. we're going on a cruise to be able to give generously to my parents who have helped me for so many years and to give to my family and to give my kids the best kind of food. That's what money provides to live in a beautiful house, to let them go to a private school. You know, it's like, these are things that I get to have and share because I have freedom of choice. Right. You know? And so I just have an absolute appreciation and love for money. Now people are like, yeah, love of money is the root of all evil. Love is the highest vibration in the universe. So is appreciation and gratitude. And I don't love money. I love what it does for my lifestyle. Mm. I love what it does for my family. I love that a year ago, I was able to take my parents on a 10 day cruise and, you know, they have the time of their life. You know, it's like I get, I'm a very generous person and money I feel is an amplifier. So I'm able to be even more generous with money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you've had the experience that I, I've had as well is that it also has people listen to you more, right? Like, yeah. you know, are they really, you know, cause like if you look at your message and what you're ultimately helping people is, is a sense of, you know, inner peace and freedom and, and, you know, like what's the harm in feeling love and gratitude all day. Right. But if you were like broke and like struggling financially, do you think as many people would be listening to you, you know? Oh, hell no. And I see that how much more impact I'm having in my life because it's so much the messenger and not just the messages who is sharing this and wh who do they represent and what's possible. And 
I shared a story. Uh, thanks, you guys, listeners who, who commented on this. But I shared a story on my Instagram recently about an epic manifestation of our uh, dream house. And I wrote in a journal, I actually made a little video of it, of the back a year ago of when we were going to move into our dream house. It, and I forgot about it, of course. And uh, it happened within two days of what I wrote down. Wow. And I share that because I had no idea that this is what was going to happen, but I couldn't tell you how many people wrote back and they said, that was so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And it's like, yeah, I'm not sharing it to like, oh, look at me. Look how perfect my life is and blah, blah, blah. It's proof of what's possible. Just keep doing what we're saying because it works. And here's more proof. Here's more evidence. And I feel so much power in that, that people are like, actually going to act and be and listen to what we have to say. Yes. And that's powerful. Can I show you a story? Yes, man? of course. Because right? you mentioned your house. We had decided we had been coming, we we're living in Montreal and I, uh, I decided like a few years ago, I'm like, I just cannot handle Montreal winters. Cause I'm from Arizona. I'm, you know, like that was like Eskimo land. So I told Frederick, my husband, I'm like, listen, I cannot do this anymore. Cause I would have like, you know, seasonal affective disorder and I just would not be myself. So he agreed. And for a couple of years, we rented a house that was in North Scottsdale. We would uh, rent it for like four months, you know, out of the winter. And every time I would drive on Bell Road, I would see this community. It was like a gated community. And I would just feel so drawn to it. And I'm like, oh, I want to build a house there someday. I want to live in there and someday. And I would either say it out loud to my husband or I'd say it to myself. But every time I drove by, and it was several times a day, I'm like, I'm going to live there someday. I mean, whatever, after, you know, but it was like, I was just stating, I'm like, I'm moving there. I'm da, da, da. So we decided, you know, it is time to, instead of renting a house, we know we're going to be doing this. We want to do six months and six months. Let's buy a house in Arizona. So we're in Montreal while this is happening. We go online. My husband finds this perfect house. There was no offer made on it. We were about to buy it. As soon as we were about to, you know, finalize the offer, two people came in with cash offer and totally outbid us. So we lost the house and we were both like, what? What? well, that's weird. How could that happen? It was so intentional. It was so perfect. Da, 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 da. So all of a sudden I go, you know what? I know why it happened. I don't want to live over there. I want to live in Wingate Ranch. Like I want to live in that community. That's a community I wanted to live in. There's two parts of it. There's the one area that I lived on. And then there's another area, which is like a lot more houses and stuff. And I was thinking that other area. So Frederick goes online. He finds this perfect house. He called a real estate agent who happens to be my friend since high school. And Elisa says to me, well, I need to go see it tonight because tomorrow morning they're having someone come sign a lease for a year to rent it. And so she goes, she does the FaceTime thing through the house and we're like, let's make an offer. They accepted it. Right. Wow. So I was going to LA like three weeks later and I'm like, I'm going to pop on over to Arizona from my LA trip just so I could see the house, even though we're buying it. We drove up James and it was that exact gate that I kept. I was like, no, because I'm thinking it's on the other side. Uh huh. And I'm like, this is the, like I'm driving through and I've got the gate code and I'm like, and the gates opening for me. And I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, it was so incredible. So, I, I mean, that. I just can't imagine living my life any other way now, now that I know this information and I yeah. know how to apply it. It's so much fun. It makes everything just like so much more rich and exciting and exhilarating. Yeah. Agreed. It's the, as the French say, it's the joie de vivre. It's like, it's the fun stuff. Yeah. Could never go back. Why would you go back? 
Right. I love it. Awesome. Okay. We got two more, two more laws to share. Yes, we do. The last two. So the, uh, where the fifth, sixth uh, law is the law of um, detachment. Now Mm. this one's important because, and there's nuances to it. When you intend something, right. You have to assume that the universe has something, this or something better, because we are as much as we like to think we are, we are very limited in our scope and perspective as a human being based on the infinite and all the possibilities that exist. So we have to be able to detach from the who, the where, the what, all the details. We have to look at, you know, what we want and be excited about it. But anytime we feel a resistance of any kind, we are attached and we have to let that go. So I always use the example of when I was getting clear about the kind of man that I did want. I had like a scroll, a list of all the qualities and characteristics. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> My friends said that man doesn't exist. So, you know, like I would have, you know, for me, it was important for me to attract a partner because I would prefer to be in a relationship, an intimate relationship with someone instead of dating. And I was clear on the type of man that I wanted. So I was very attached to that manifestation and also the qualities. But the the who is it going to be? When am I going to meet him? How am I going to meet him? When is it going to be? I had to completely just release all my attachments to that. And when I made this list, I was living in Redding, California, a small town in California. Mm-hmm. And I literally moved with a promotion through this whole process to Pennsylvania and found myself in Ellenville, New York, literally standing in line. And we were at a conference and the facilitator said, find a partner. And Frederick, who is French Canadian from Montreal, turns around and says, first words ever, he says, will you be my partner? <laughs> and you said, okay. <laughs> as, I draw, as I drooled and dropped myself, picked myself up from the floor, I said, sure. Wow. But um, and we've been together ever since. I mean, wow. it's an amazing story, but my point to all that is like, I was so detached and I even heard, I had a voice tell me as I was driving to this, that I was going to meet him. Mm. And I was like, great. If I do, I do. But I was just so detached. I'm like, I'm going for me. I wasn't like, oh, am I? Who yeah. is it? Is it you? Is it you? Is it? Right. You know, I wasn't like, I, I didn't get attached. Yeah. I was just completely detached. I'm like, I'm here for me. Because whatever we are looking, whenever we feel an attachment, whenever we feel like, oh my God, I have to have this, we're looking for something, whether it's money or person, to give us a feeling that we're after. Totally. We're looking for them to complete us. We're looking for them to make us happy. We're looking for that to make us feel successful. And what I know now is that, you know, why did I want this relationship so bad? I'm like, I wanted to feel love and I wanted to feel connection. So I had to give love and connection to myself. So that I'm coming from the fullness of who I am. And then when I met him, I wasn't like starving for love and connection. Yes. This is huge. And I can always see when someone is really attached to the outcome and you can just ask that question, how are you going to react or what are you going to make it mean if you don't get this thing? Mm. And I've seen people just go into this like, oh, I mean, this is like my business will fail and this is the end of the world. And, And if the answer is nothing... (laughs) then you know that you're practicing this law of detachment. And I love that. I think that is such a crucial piece to this. It's huge. It's kind of like, I haven't read that book yet, but I, it's on my shelf is that the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's just like a cool hip way of saying like detachment. Like you don't really care if it doesn't happen. You don't care how it happens and you're happy no matter what. 
And that's huge. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I had still held the vision. I held it. I saw myself with him. I saw myself going to movies. I saw myself laughing with him. I held that vision, but all the other stuff I was completely detached from. Detached, yeah. Yeah. So the very last law is the law of clarity. And this is huge because this, this is really gives a different perspective. Any subject is really two subjects. Mm -hmm. So if you think about, there's always a extreme polar opposites of any subject. So for example, if you're talking about weather, you've got extreme cold or you got extreme hot, right? If you've got, well, any human emotion, there's fear, there's love, right? There's up, there's down, there's front of your hand, back of your hand, there's metaphysical, physical, there's a black abundance, you know, there's, there's always in this world of humanness, there is polarity in the spiritual realm. There is no polarity here on earth, like gravity, there's polarity. So if you can know and experience lack, there is always the possibility that the opposite is true, that there is always a potential for abundance. That's where, again, the laws come in, right? Mm-hmm. If there is lack and if there's a problem, if you don't have enough money, if your job, if your business isn't working the way you want to, there is a whole other possible reality, a pure potentiality where you do have enough money. Your business is flowing. You're having fun in your business. You're loving what you do. You've got life balance. You know, it's not about just working 24 hours a day and then having the rest of your life fall apart. I mean, you have a lifestyle that you love and a business that you love and you get to, you know, enjoy your life. There is a whole spectrum, whole spectrum of possibilities. So when you find yourself thinking even about money, right, that's one subject. But someone could be like, I really want money. I'm focused on money. Well, I've been to work with this law of attraction on money, but I can't. Where's my money? You know, it's like, <laughs> yep, <Been laughs> you're there. in lack, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get any more because you can't. Yeah. You know, when you're in a space of, oh, yeah, I like what it, you know, I like what it feels like when I have money. I like knowing that if I want to take a trip, I can. I know that I've got enough money to pay my bills. I know that I got enough money. If I want to fill up my gas tank, I got enough money. If I want to buy my kid a toy, I got enough money set aside for, and that feels good. You're like, well, I feel that really feels free or it feels secure. I feel secure or, you know, I feel abundant. I feel prosperous, whatever it is, you know, you get into that feeling place and get into thinking and holding again, it's your, everything is a relationship. So how you hold yourself in relationship with money inside of yourself is what will manifest in the outside. I love it. I love it. I'm going to quickly recap on your seven laws. These are amazing. And I just got to say, I could just listen to you for hours here and I'm sure our listeners are going to say the same thing. Um, law of attraction, law of deliberate creation, law of allowing, Law of sufficiency and abundance, the law of pure potentiality, the law of detachment, and the law of clarity. This is powerful. And it's all in your new book, which is out now. We're going to link it up in the show notes. I'll create a short link now because I want everyone to go grab this book on Amazon. Unless you have a link. Do you, do you have a link right now? Otherwise, I'll link it up. jameswedmore.com forward slash Christy. We'll have it in the show notes as well. I love this. This has been phenomenal. And I, I do want, I mean, like it's a long episode, so I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to share. Do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners or, or any final words? Like what, where are you at? What are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, when you first hear about this stuff, there's probably something inside of you going, wow, this sounds amazing, but oh my God, this chick's crazy. 
you know, there's possibilities of all that going on. For me, when I heard this information that your thoughts create your reality, I was like, wow, that resonates. It's such a deep part of myself. Mm. And it's been a journey and I'm still learning and it's been over 20 years. So, you know, we are just know that what I, everything that I'm sharing is sharing from my own personal experience. I'm sharing it from years and years of coaching people, their lives completely changing because they are universal laws. And when you learn about them and when you get them, not just as a concept, but you start living your life by them, everything in your life changes. Will your life be rosy and full of rainbows and unicorns and lollipops all the days of your life? No, we live in a universe where there is contrast and you get to look at the contrast and go, huh, I don't like that. I would prefer this instead. And then it shifts. Yeah. Instead of getting caught up in problems and, and thinking that you're a doom and gloom or that you're a victim of anything. What I want to leave you with is that you are not a victim to anyone or anything, any circumstance, any event. You are an empowered being that has the divine flowing through you. And you have the power to choose your life the way you want to live it. Because you and your life are absolutely unlimited. Mm. Christy, you are amazing. And you might be saying you're still learning it and it's great to be a student for life, but there is a very clear and distinct mastery in your ability to communicate this effectively. And I think this is really going to land for our listeners and uh, I think they're going to love your new book. So I'm so excited for you. I'm so grateful for you. And I just, I've enjoyed this time so much. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, of course, and thank you to our listeners, you guys tuning in and making it to the end of this episode. This has been incredible. Christy's been amazing. So make sure to check out the show notes or head over to jameswedmore.com forward slash Christy. Grab her book. This is a discipline and we need to be feeding our minds and our souls with this information constantly if we want to grow and experience quantum success in our lives. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.